Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. What is blending? Blending is when we take the sounds in a word and we're going to blend those sounds together to either say the word or read the word. So we start blending practice with our little ones just orally. We just wanna practice with the sounds. That's what's called phonemic awareness. I have lots of videos about phonemic awareness on my channel. I will link them down below. But basically you want your little one to practice putting those sounds together to say the word. And you can just do this in your everyday life. Like for example, okay, let's go get in the car. Where are we going? We need to get into the car. They're blending the sounds to say the word. Or okay, we're done with dinner and now it's time for your bath. What's it time for? It's time for your bath. So you're blending. Those oral sounds are going together and they're saying the word. So you want to start your blending practice with oral skills first because your little ones don't need to know the alphabet for this. They're just practicing listening for how sounds go together to say words. What we're doing is we're showing them how English works, that it's made up of sounds to create these words. Then once they've learned their alphabet and they know that letters represent those sounds that they've been practicing. So in the example bath, they've learned that B is represented by the letter B, ath is represented by the letter A, and th is represented by the digraph TH, they would be able to read that word bath. You wanna start with the sounds first, phonemic awareness, and then teach them the letters that spell those sounds, and then they're gonna get ready for the real magic, the blending, when they're actually reading the printed words, the first steps in reading. So today, let's talk about three different ways that they can practice blending by reading the words on their paper. The first type of blending we're gonna talk about today is probably the most common and maybe one that you already do with your little ones. It's called isolated blending. So with isolated blending, if you have a word written down, they are going to touch underneath each letter while they say the sound that's represented by that letter and then they'll say the whole word. So for example, This is pretty common. You see this in a lot of classrooms. You see this with um, parents practicing when they ask their little one to sound it out. Now, what I like about this method is that they are having to think about the sound that each letter represents. It's great if you can start with continuous sounds, like the letter S represents which is a continuous sound. You just keep holding it for as long as possible. And if you don't know the difference between continuous sounds and stop sounds, you can check out my other video. I will link it down below. But it's really great if they can touch 
Each letter, say the sound and put the word together. Set. That's step number one, isolated blending. Now, isolated blending is not for everyone. It can be really tricky for some kids because that cognitive load is just too much. They can't keep all three of these sounds in their working memory while they're trying to figure out what the word is, while they're trying to put all of those sounds together. One way that will help them get better at this skill is all of that oral blending that I mentioned earlier, just practicing that all day long. But if this is too tricky, at, sat, there are other types of blending they can try. A second type of blending is called final blending. So let's use our same word again, sat. Now they see this word and they might be overwhelmed if they see all three letters. So what you can do is you can take another piece of paper and you can cover up. You can start like this and ask them to tell you the sound. Then you're gonna reveal this one. Now you don't want them to tell you that it's just ah for the second sound. What you want them to do is you want them to blend these two sounds together. Ah, sa, sa. You want them to get that together first before you reveal the last one. So they'll say sat, sat. That way they don't have to hold each individual sound in their memory. They have blended these two together, sa, and then they put on the ending, t, which is why it's called final blending. Now for some of your students, they might have learned that when a word ends with a vowel, that it's an open syllable, meaning that the, the vowel is going to say it's long sound, like A. So this might be a little confusing for them because they might think, but I know that at the end of a word, the vowel is going to make the long sound, A. That's usually a little bit older, maybe first or second graders would know that. But what you can do if you're practicing this blending is just let them know that these are all going to be closed syllables, meaning they're going to be the short vowels. That way they're not tripped up by that. So they'll know that there's another letter coming, which is going to make it a closed syllable. So that's why it's sat, sat. I do think this method is really, really helpful. I would caution some people think doing it the other way is helpful covering up the first letter and having them read the ending, the rhyme, at, and then putting the S in front of it for set. I am personally not a fan of that method, although I know lots of teachers use it, but the way I think about it is we want our students reading from left to right. So I don't want my students skipping any letters to read this part and then going back. I think that can create bad habits that we don't want them to form. We don't want them to skip over any letters. We want them to go sound by sound going from left to right. So if you have ever done a type of blending where you're actually covering up the first part and you're having them read that at and then add the for sat, I would just maybe ask you to think about that a little bit more. And if you could try a different blending method instead, if your students are starting to skip over letters or sounds, that's definitely not the road you want them to take. So if they do need a little help, just cover up the last one so they can blend the first two. Sat, sat. I think that's gonna be a lot more helpful. And the third type of blending that is really, really helpful for our struggling readers is called continuous blending or successive blending. Now in this type of blending, 
they are going to keep saying the sound the whole time and then they'll get to the next sound and the next sound. So it's different from isolated blending where they were saying them individually, s, a, t, and they were putting a pause between their sounds. This time is no pauses, so it would go like this. Sat, sat, sat. And then they'd say it faster to say sat. The reason this can be really helpful is because it's not taxing their working memory as much as the isolated blending because they're keeping the sounds together as they say them. They're blending as they read the word. They're reading as they go along. Sat, sat. Now with this one, you absolutely want to be careful that you're choosing a continuous sound to start this blending process. If you were to choose a word such as dog, it's much trickier to do this continuous or successive blending because d, the beginning of dog, can't be held out. So I could, I guess, try to go dog because my my vowel can be held out, but it's hard when it's a stop sound in the beginning. Dog, it just doesn't have the same emphasis to it. So this successive blending, continuous blending, is perfect for continuous sounds at the beginning of the word like this one. So there you go. Those are the three types of blending I wanted to share with you. So just as a wrap up, here they are again. So we have that isolated blending where we're going sound by sound. M, at, mat, s, a, n, sun. That's pretty common. We have the final blending. So we have m, ma, mat for mat, and s, sa, sun, Sun for sun. And then our continuous blending, make sure you pick a continuous sound. Mat for mat. Sun for sun. So three different ways. If you have tried any of these ways to teach blending or reading to your little ones, I'd love to hear about it. You can comment down below. Let me know which type of blending worked, which type of blending didn't work, or if you're going to try a new one in your classroom, I'd love to hear that as well. I think it's really important that we have as many tools in our toolbox as possible because maybe the majority of our kids can blend just sound by sound with that isolated blending, which is great. But if we have a handful who are struggling with that, we want to have some more tools that we can try. Maybe final blending will be really helpful for them or maybe that successive or continuous blending will be the key for them. So just try lots of different things so that they can be successful because we know the majority of kids can be successful with this. And just as a reminder, no matter which blending method you wanna teach, make sure you have already done a ton of oral blending before you start blending with the letters. If they can do a lot of that phonemic awareness practice and they're able to hear how the sounds go together to make words, it's going to be much, much easier for them to blend when they're looking at the letters and thinking about the sounds that those letters represent. I promise, phonemic awareness is key. That's what we wanna start with. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at Littles Love Learning Blog. Happy learning!